Hey, I'm having a lot of money on you, man. Well, uh, you, uh, you getting ready to be a rich nigga. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Jeff Knows Money. Yeah. This is the Talking Cash Podcast. Yeah. And that voice you are hearing is my engineer slash producer slash co-host. Mojo Hill. You damn right. And this week we are looking at home ownership. Home sweet home, y'all. Let's get into these numbers. This is financial literacy that gets you financially lit. First things first. You can follow us on social media at Talking Cash on Twitter or Talking Cash Podcast on Instagram. And you can follow me personally at Jeff Knows Money on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, wherever you're getting this podcast from, whether that's Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store, subscribe to the show. Leave us a review, rate us. Leave us a five-star review. If you leave us anything less than a five-star review, I hope your breath starts to smell like two-week-old Band-Aid skin. So, two episodes ago, we talked about budgeting. And we talked about the problems in the personal financial space as far as the advice for budgeting. They wanted you to believe that it's all the little things that you're messing up on, and we disagree. It's the big stuff. So we gave you an episode about how to cut those car payments. This week, we look at the largest expense that you will ever incur in your life. That damn house payment. Home ownership. We're going over the pros and cons of home ownership. I've owned homes my whole life, literally six months after college. I thought I was doing the adult thing and buying a house. Hell, that's what you're supposed to do, right? That's the American dream. You get the house, you get the wife, you get the two kids, white picket fences, apple pies cooling on the windowsill, Barry Manilow playing softly in the background, a Buick in your driveway, your wife and your girlfriend getting along just fine your kids, and that big head ass side baby playing in the backyard, just like the founding fathers imagined it. But is it all it's cracked up to be? And I'm talking about the home ownership, not the side babies. To me, black folks have a love-hate relationship with home ownership, because we've been locked out of real estate for so long. It's almost one of them things that you really want just because you've been told you couldn't have it. But is it the best thing for us? Is it okay for us to go at home ownership like Rick James goes after white women? Owning real estate at all costs, no matter what. So today we are going to analyze what's really good with home ownership. Is this the end all be all to wealth building? Here at Talking Cash, we always want to make you think because we look at things a little bit differently and we look at it for the culture. Because after all, this is the only personal finance show where both of your hosts have set foot in the trap house. Let's get to it. 
So here on Talking Cash, I have been running numbers on home ownership because that's a huge deal for everybody in our country, but especially for black folks. And I think we get it wrong. I think we buy houses for all of the wrong reasons, and doing that can put you in a pretty serious financial position. After all, a house is not something that you can just buy and sell on a whim. It takes a lot of money to buy it, also takes a lot of money to sell it. So we're going to pose some of those pros as far as why you should own a home, and we're going to give you a different spin on it. Again, this is the second, well, I'm sorry, this is the largest expense that you would ever take on in your life, and I don't think it should be entered into lightly. So I got my co-host here, Mojo. Yo. And we're going to get into it real quick. First off, um, is home ownership all it's cracked up to be? Hell no. Yeah, I ain't think so either. Hell no. Home ownership is a bill, and it's a big-ass bill on a, top of that. A sizable bill. Yes. This is, like I said. His name, William. Uh-huh. You got to give him his first, you got to give him a proper name. William. It ain't even Bill. William. William. Probably the third or the fourth. Mm -hmm. Come from a long line of big-ass bills. Oil pain. Yes. Bill. That's it. So, one of the pros, and I pulled a bunch of articles. We'll drop the links to these articles on our podcast page, but it was a, um article that said homeownership is the largest driver of net worth, and it was from Washington Post. They said it is the single biggest indicator of wealth and the single biggest driver of wealth. The average homeowner had a net worth of 231000 versus a $5,000 net worth for a renter. Hmm. But what if you're a gigolo? Do you necessarily... Does that necessarily gauge your wealth if you're a gigolo? Because your hat is where your home is, isn't it? See, I was about to say, uh, when you are gigoloing, you have multiple properties. Oh. <laughs> yeah, see, you you creeping in and out of houses. Exactly. So, yeah, um, they're not quite technically a renter or an owner. They just passing through. Cool. Drop a little... Uh Water bill money off on the dresser before they leave out. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. But no, wait a minute now. If you gigolo and they should be giving you money. That's right. That's right. I, that's right. Pay that metro bill, baby. I yeah. need that metro bill paid. It's due on Tuesday. If you dropping money off, technically that is sugar daddy. That's hoeing. You whoremongering. Yes, you are a whoremonger. Hmm. You you have a harem of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So homeownership being the biggest driver of net worth or the biggest single indicator of net worth, I think is as backwards simply because when you got to have five to 10 percent to put down on a house, of course, your net worth will be higher than somebody who's renting because they don't have the cash to put it down. I don't think home ownership drives that. I just think home ownership is the result of having that extra money. Okay, average Price of a home in the U.S., 217000 Average mortgage payment in the U.S., 1500 So if I have to put down anywhere from 5 to 20% down 
to buy the average house in the U.S., that means I'm coming up with $10,000 to $21,000. Of course, I should have a higher net worth than somebody who doesn't own a home. Hell, I had to have the money to get into it in the first place. And the next big pro to owning a house. Dun, dun, dun. You hear this one a lot. You're going to get a tax break from owning your house. Let me give y'all a piece of advice. Don't ever make a purchase this large based solely on what may or may not happen in a tax code that you don't damn control. Give you a perfect example. You can write off the mortgage interest on your home loan. But thanks to toupee fiasco in the damn White House and his tax code, that mortgage interest deduction don't hit the same anymore. Right now, you get a $12,000 standard deduction. You get an $18,000 standard deduction on your taxes as head of household. If you are a couple, you get a $24,000 standard deduction on your taxes. So unless your mortgage interest is going to be higher than that, it doesn't matter because you're not going to be able to write it off because you don't have more mortgage interest to deduct than you have on your standard deduction. To get a standard deduction that's going to equal eighteen dollars to $24,000 a year, you have to buy a house that's going to be upper four hundred to $500,000 range. And most people can't do that. We're talking about a house payment that's at least $2,000, maybe even $2,500 a month for the mortgage interest deduction to equal your standard deduction. And oh, by the way, that's going to be for the first 7 to 10 years on that loan, and then your mortgage interest will start to decline because you're paying more towards the principal of the house than you are interest. So now you just incurred this huge expense based on the quote-unquote tax benefits, but now your ass is struggling to make that payment every month. Sound like you're taxing me. You're headed to hoboism. Hmm. You're going to go from the big house to no house. Real fast at that rate. Mm-hmm. You're going to be living in that Home Depot box again. <laughs> the orange and brown one. Yes, sir. Going to roll out that bitch. You're going to have a box propped up next to a waste management dumpster. That's going to be your That's gonna be your shanty. Nothing but black plastic bag and twine just twisted all around you, looking like an extra from Zoolander. <laughs> Walking around with all your belongings in a Bruno's shopping cart. <laughs> and it ain't been a Bruno's around here for 20 years, so we don't know where you got that shit from. Ain't number two wheels on it, just the back wheels. <laughs> All your possessions in a squeaky-ass buggy. People hear you coming from miles away, buggy damn whistling Dixie on your ass. You like the homeless version of Debo. Hide your VCR, man, that homeless nigga coming. <laughs> And even though he's walking around with a bunch of trash bags and a shopping cart, somehow he got on an original pair of Deion Sanders Nikes. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. Yep. I'm talking about Dion with was it the 49ers first before the Cowboys? Ooh, yeah, them. The OG prime time zone. Feet don't fail me now. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about when he hit, did that whack ass rap with MC Hammer. Exactly. Money. I'm talking about money. Jerry Curl, Deion Sanders. Exactly. Suit on, leisure suit on, no shirt. With a lamb a little bit of ass chains. <laughs> <laughs> Do it, Prime. All right. So, uh, moving on to the next part. The other great reason to buy a house. Man, you can get equity in your house. Look at all the equity you'll have. What the hell is equity? The fuck is he talking about? Let me tell you what equity is. That's when your house is worth more than you owe on it. Or translation, what I like to call it, some made-up-ass number on a piece of paper. You know what your house is actually worth? How much? What somebody else is willing to pay you for. Facts. So, everybody tells me, man, you can get this equity, you'll... Yo, man, I moved in. I had 50000 in equity. Yeah, that don't mean shit till you get ready to sell it. And I guarantee you that equity will dry up on your ass when you get ready to sell it, depending on the market. And oh, by the way, let somebody short sell that house in your neighborhood or have a foreclosure. See what it does to your damn equity. You won't have any. It's going to kill the whole damn neighborhood. So, again, if you bought a house for that reason, I'm here to tell you that ain't it. The other big pro to owning a home, and it, well, I'm not going to say it's a big pro, but the other big reason, everybody tells you, oh, your home is an investment. It's a great investment. Nigga, your home is a bill. It's a really large bill. Tell them what kind of bill it is again, KB. A William. The grandfather yes. of Bills. He was the original oil painting bill. Refer to him by his proper name. William. Yes, William. Your house is a damn William. That investment slash William only pays off if a myriad of things go in your favor. And a lot of that stuff has nothing to do with you. I know you like to think you're smart. And you got a good realtor and you did all the research and, oh, you got the best school system and all this new shit in your neighborhood. We got pools. We got all kind of facilities. And that's going to help my resale. Take Lies. one Yes. Take Decline. one guess. That's it. Decline. Decline. That when you swipe <laughs> that card. Yep. There you go. You know what drives, you know what the biggest factor in your house appreciating is? Take a guess. Wage growth in your area. Just think about it, y'all. You ever sold a house and made money in a place where nobody had any damn money? That ain't how that works. You have to have wage growth. That drives your house. You don't believe it? You could have had a wonderful house in Detroit in the 60s and 70s. What do you think that house was worth in the mid-2000s? Decline. Yep. When all them damn jobs left, guess what? Niggas was going in there and buying your house for 20 and 30 cents on the dollar. That was the drug house they were using in RoboCop too, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think that that would be the equivalent of the house that they drove that damn tank through on NWA. <laughs> That's what happened to your great investment. You over there still holding on to it, thinking the neighborhood is going to rebound. Meanwhile, 
And you got Jay's next door jumping like Blake Griffin. Exactly. Getting all the money. Yes, sir. Serving. Doing Stri- the, the junkiest shuffle right there in mm-hmm. your front yard. They hit, they hit that <laughs> just do a little shimmy on you. <laughs> just, get, just get the shimmy on you. Paramedics just leave the overdose kid over at your house. Just They already know. They yep. already know. They ain't got time to come out here. Just You handle that. Got junkies shimmying in your front yard like cappers who ain't never left the yard. <laughs> Niggas hitting rocks in your front yard and doing a Harlem shake. <laughs> take that, take that, take that. So there was an economist from Yale named Robert Schiller who took on this whole idea that your house is an investment. And he went all the way back to 1890 and then tracked housing appreciation to 2019 and guess how much your house is appreciating by how much 0.6 percent decline yep there it is decline nothing (laughs) and think about it now 1890 to now so from the time that you were free you couldn't even own land then, but from the time you were free to now, 0.6% on average. That's piss poor. Oh, that's that's past piss poor. Man, you could have put your money in the mattress and did better than that. Exactly. You found your old 1932 um, bill in there or something like that and kind of, kind of sold that back and went to uh, coins and bullion. And had you some collectible monies, some, oh yeah, you some collectible you're doing, coins or something, you would still have a better chance. You're doing old school stuff again. Now we back to bartering. Exactly. The barter system. Got them pelts for your dog. I got rabbit. I got uh I got all type of highs over here. Whatever you're looking for, dog. I got uh, I got musk muskrat. It's very it's real, very rare. Just for the neck, though. You walking around with denominations of money that don't even make sense. You trying to pay people in shillings. And pence. Yes, I don't even know how you do that. But that's what you could have done with a 0.6% return. Decline. Now, can you invest in real estate and make good returns? Yeah. Hell, you can make great returns. What I'm saying is, is your personal residence an investment? No. It only pays off if you get your ass out. You get out and you get out of here right now. Yeah, so, okay, if you're going to tell me I got all this equity and I can make all this money, what the hell does it mean if you're going to be there the next damn 30 years? Not a damn By thing. By the time you sell that damn house, it ain't going to be worth that anyway. Nothing. I guarantee you all these people who are walking around talking about how much equity they got and it's a great investment, I bet you won't pull the trigger and get your ass out. I bet you won't. Because that's the only way you're going to recognize the gains in your quote-unquote equity. And you better hope it stays that way because f*** around and let them schools get rezoned or let something change in that city, let a major employer move out. Now your house ain't worth And that's why I say your home's appreciation is dependent on things that have nothing to do with you. And that's going to bring me to the next part of the show. So we looked at things that you know, those pros, things that people always tell you, the reason why you should buy a house. Now we're going to look at the stuff that nobody talks about. The f***ing maintenance. Dun, dun, dun. You need a ridiculous emergency fund as a homeowner. I don't know where y'all are listening to this show, 
but I am in Montgomery, Alabama. And it gets hot as hell down here. Yes, Lord. And every year, you're going to have to do something with that damn HVAC unit. You know why? Because it's sharecropping hot down here. Exactly. Skin bleeding. It's so damn hot down here, I just want to go out in the field and take my shirt off and wear burlap pants and sing old Negro spirituals and do labor, labor intensive work for free. And say, show is hot, boss. But that damn crop ain't going to pick itself. I just want to start referring to people as suh. Want to act like I can't read no more. Get a mule. Get all the way literate. Don't you get literate on me now. You big wig, page turning nigger. (laughs) Yeah, that's how hot it gets down here. We just went back in time because it's that hot. And if your AC doesn't break, your roof leaks. Pipes are going to burst. Appliances will break. And this is stuff that if you're renting, you can call a landlord and handle it. And even if everything goes right with the major systems in your house, it's just routine maintenance you have to do to a house anyway. You got to maintain that yard. You don't want to be the one dude in the neighborhood with a weight bench and the old school box Chevy sitting on your front yard. Exactly. Or Jumanji growing around the back. You had three kids. Now you got two. You ain't seen that little ass boy since the summer started. He back there lost. On just the maintenance alone, you will sink your savings into this. So, there are other things that you should also think about. Other hidden costs. Homeowners association fees. These are pretty much useless extra costs that get added into your cost of homeownership because the developer needs to maintain the neighborhood, maintain the empty lots, or provide a playground or a pool or something, fitness center for those little kids and you. And yes, you're going to pay for that fitness center and you ain't going to never use it. Also, you'll have property tax increases. You will have property insurance increases. If you want to use that property insurance, your deductible is going to at least be $1,000 or a percentage of the value of your house could be 1% of the value of your house. So if you got a $300,000 house and you need to file a claim, that's $3,000 you have to come up with. And then the big one is PMI. That is mortgage insurance. Who does mortgage insurance cover, Mojo? No damn body. Yep, nobody you need to be concerned with. It damn sure ain't you. What is mortgage insurance? If you don't put down 20%, to cover the down payment of your house, they're going to add PMI on to your payment. PMI could go anywhere from $100 a month to $200 or $300 a month easy. It can add thousands per year onto your mortgage payment. And it protects the lender in the case of default. So you're paying an insurance that if you default on the house doesn't even do anything for you, It protects the person who made that loan and then sold that loan and made money on it. It protects them. You shut your line, nigga lips up. Now we'll go over some tips for home ownership 
some do's and don'ts. A don't, don't ever give all them folks your damn money for that down payment and closing costs. Because you're going to get your ass in that house and not going to be able to repair or fix anything. And I promise you, that is going to be a problem. Also, don't trust your lender and your realtor to always have your best interests at heart. It is their job to get you to buy the most expensive thing that you can possibly afford because that's how they get paid. Your lender will approve you for a mortgage that is up to 36% of your pre-tax income. So damn near half of the money you bring home before taxes, they'll approve you on a mortgage for that. You won't have any money left to do anything else if you let them do that. Hold on. So you telling me, hold on, uh-uh, hell no. Nah. I need my cool blue so they can't cut into my cool blue money, though. Oh, it's going to be no cool blue money, but mm, mm, mm. You're going to be f***ing around with them damn Durrells. Decline. Paul Malls. <laughs> GPCs. Yes, sir. Just, look, you just going to go in there and buy a pack of cigarettes, and that just going to say smokes. <laughs> It's going to be a 12-pack of Lucy's. I don't even know how that works, but yeah. Just loose tobaccos. Just get you a bag of bugle. There you go. Get some roll-ups, baby. Yeah, you sitting there rolling up tobacco like you a Civil War um, soldier. Or either in the prison camp, one another. And the other thing that I will warn you against, y'all, please don't let HGTV... And Home Depot talk you into f***ing a house up because you bought a fixer-upper. Yeah, that Home Depot model, you can do it, we can help. Yep, help you f*** your house up. Exactly. You went in there and took one damn tile cutting class on the weekend, and now you finna add a whole second story to your damn house? Call in a professional, man. Stop playing. Y'all tripping. Or if it ain't a professional, hell, call me. I can beat I can beat your house all the way up. I got two tools, a hammer light Thor and a tire saw. And I come in there, I can f- shit up, I can fix some shit. Well, you stupid, this is what I do. I might have to fix what I f- up. Come in there and whoop your house like it's Rodney King. Whoop that trick, get him, whoop that trick, get him, whoop that trick. Beat the shit out your house. <laughs> hey, you might as well let him come do it, because that's all you're about to do anyway. F- it up. The only difference is, is Mojo didn't lie to you about it. Yeah, I'm going to save you some money when I'm f***ing it up, though. Mm-hmm. You didn't even know you needed that wall taken out. You know what, boy? That's a good damn idea. But I'm hanging some sheet right right here. I'm going to finish that in. I'm going to do all that today. Yep. Next week, decline. <laughs> <laughs> I need that check, though. Oh, yeah. Look, I watch renovation realities. I see how y'all are operating on these fixer-uppers. Hey, my name's Jeff. I work in tech. My wife's a stay-at-home mom. And we're going to add a basement to our house. Oh, our budget is $2,000. And we're going to complete it this weekend. You ain't never worked a backhoe in your damn life. You ain't got no business doing this. You're going to tip your back fence, your neighbor, back the back corner of his house. you just going to mess up bad, man. Leave it alone. Call in a pro. Yep, and go on ahead and get the, get the ambulance on standby because you're going to damn that die doing this. You're over there trying to rewire the house and ain't cut off the first thing with power. Death, you finna die! Yeah, so we've been going hard on telling y'all what to be careful about 
with home ownership may even sound like we're telling you not to own a home, and that's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is the reasons, the traditional reasons that you are being told to buy a house are not good reasons. So when should you buy a house? You buy a house when you are in a stable place in life because this is a very permanent purchase. This is not the early 2000s where people were buying houses and you stay in a house for one year or two years and then you basically are flipping the house because the real estate market is going crazy. That was an anomaly. That's not real life. That's not going to occur again. You buy a house when you know that you're going to be in that place at least seven years. We start to shame people in this country for renting, like it's something wrong with renting. There's nothing wrong with renting. We tell people that you're throwing your money away when you rent. You are not throwing your money away. That rent that you pay, that is a premium that you are paying for flexibility. Because if you get a job offer somewhere, or if you happen to meet that special someone and y'all want to start a life together, and your wife is okay with that, then you can get out of your lease and go buy a house. It costs money to move houses. That's why I'm telling you, if you're not going to be in that place for a certain number of years, selling that house and paying that 6% realtor fee plus the closing costs, it starts to get damn expensive. And your side baby need that money. So when you are at a place where you're pretty sure this is where I'm going to be career-wise, and you're not expecting that big call from out of state to come, buy the house. You and your wife have decided this is the city that you're going to spend your time in, or you and your husband, buy the house. You need a little bit more room, buy the house. You're in a city where the rental landscape is ridiculous. It makes sense to buy the house. But you don't need to be buying a house because it's a quote-unquote great investment. I can get a lot of equity. I get a tax break. Those are all bad reasons to make such a permanent choice and such an expensive choice. The reality is we get told that home ownership is the greatest thing ever. And I feel like we almost get brainwashed into buying houses. This country is built on getting you to own homes because it drives our total economy. It's 6% of our GDP. It's great for the economy. For every two homes that are bought, one job is created. So you have to be smart enough to navigate that and figure out, is this the best thing for me to do financially? And is this really going to pay off in the long run? And speaking of paying off in the long run, tune in next week, because we're going to get at y'all ass about staying in college for the last nine damn years. Working on your double doctorate of we in it be? You started college when LeBron had a hairline. Ooh, Time God. to get out. <laughs> Long as I'm in school, I keep getting my check, though, Jeff. What you talking about? And then them student loan folks get at your ass like they John Wick. <laughs> El Baba Iago. 
Better pay them folks. We out.